it could even be a much more interesting story that he might actually walk down the aisle with a screwed up pocket square. Hey there, welcome to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. Do you know that the number one regret for most couples after their wedding is usually their photographs? Tammy will share all the knowledge and expertise she has gained over the years to help you get the very best wedding images from your photographer. The conversations on this podcast are going to help you understand how almost every decision you make for your wedding day directly affects your photographer. Tammy is going to give you the knowledge and awareness you need to create a nearly perfect position for your photographer to be in on your wedding day. And that means better images for you to remember your special milestone. Tammy Blaylock is an internationally awarded, nationally featured wedding photographer and published author. Since 2010, she has excelled in helping each of her couples capture beautiful, emotive images from their big day. Tammy wants your wedding day to be as perfect as you do. So tune in and listen up, because this episode's about to begin. Hello, and welcome to this podcast. My name is Tammy, and I am your host for the Complete Guide to Wedding Photography for Couples Getting Married. I am elated that you are here, and I just want to ask, did you know that there are literally hundreds of ways that photographers learn how to shoot your weddings? We learn from YouTube, we learn from other photography friends, we learn by second shooting um, other photographers' weddings. We learn from jumping in the fire pit by shooting free weddings. We have mentors. We attend masterminds, conferences, and conventions, seminars. We listen to podcasts. We read blogs. We attend master level in-person workshops. We attend beginner level workshops. But who is teaching couples how to set their wedding photographers up for success? That's what this podcast is all about, educating you on all of the little nuances that you can do ahead of your wedding day and on your wedding day to remove all of the challenges and obstacles that you didn't even know you were putting in front of your wedding photographer. I want you to learn how to get the very best from your photographer by listening to these podcast episodes and by reading my book, more about that later, because I think that your wedding photographer should be using their brain power to create beautiful epic images on your wedding day, as opposed to solving these problems for you. If you are listening in real time, I'm going to be heading out to WPPI in Las Vegas. I'll only be there for four days this year. Normally, I'm gone for an entire week, but this year, there is no print competition. This year, it was placed on, and I'm using air quotes, pause by the Emerald X LLC who purchased WPPI a few years ago. I earned my professional wedding and portrait photographer designation through WPPI. And I was currently working my way up through WPPI to become a master photographer. That was my goal. And coincidentally, just at last year's WPPI, I finally reached the very first 
rung on that ladder, if you will, and became an associate of WPPI. However, just yesterday, Jerry and Melissa Guionis, who are icons in the wedding photography industry, announced that they would be taking ownership and management of the WPPI print competition going forward and that it would resume this fall. This is incredible news for me and probably hundreds of other wedding and portrait photographers all over the world. I had been working on this designation since 2014, and I thought that this year might be my last trip to WPPI, and now I don't think that's the case any longer. I am excited to keep growing and learning through WPPI, so I'm just really excited that I can continue working toward that master level, that master photographer's designation through WPPI, and that all of the effort, time, and money investment that I had made since 2014 will not be in vain. Let's get on with today's episode. Obstacles you may be placing in front of your wedding photographer. So I speak about this a lot, about your photographer should not be using their their brain power to solve obstacles and problems on your wedding day, that they should be using their brain power to be creative for you on your wedding day. So today I wanted to actually give you specific examples of what these obstacles or problems or challenges might look like so that you have an idea of what I'm talking about, okay? So I call a wedding day obstacle for a wedding photographer something that either takes the wedding photographer away from shooting or makes the shooting situation more difficult than it should be. It could be something like helping the groomsmen put on their boutonnieres, fold their pocket squares, or try to mix and match the vests and jackets because no one seems to fit who they were assigned to. And those are all real life scenarios that I have actually done. Other examples could be not knowing that your parents are in the middle of a very, very bitter divorce. And then I might ask them to stand right next to each other during family formals and possibly asking them to show affection to each other Like, Dad, could you please put your your arm around Mom? All the while, his new girlfriend is standing behind me watching. Also a true scenario. Okay, so I've already revealed a few common obstacles, a few true common obstacles, and I'm sure other photographers have experienced those exact same things. But let me digress back to the example of the groomsmen and their boutonnieres and pocket squares. So many times, photographers feel that they must assist with these things in order to keep the timeline on track. I've read blogs and even watched YouTube tutorials 
actually trying to teach photographers how to do these things so that they have this in their tool bag, so to speak, to assist or interject on wedding days to keep things moving along smoothly. However, I now feel that a photographer's job is not to assist with the boutonnieres and pocket squares, but rather to photograph the groomsmen's chaos who don't have the slightest clue how to put these on or how to fold or wear the pocket squares. That's the story. That's what you want documented. It's my job to capture the story, not to make sure that your groom's pocket square is folded correctly and it's correctly in his pocket and that it looks good. You know, wouldn't it be or at least it is to me, it's more interesting that he has a screwed up look on his face and he doesn't know how to do this. And and he's there in the getting ready room trying to fold this pocket square and he has no clue what's going on. That's a much more interesting story to me rather than me trying to help him do it, you know? Or it could even be a much more interesting story that he might actually walk down the aisle with a screwed up pocket square. You know, I don't know. The pocket square and the boutonniere, this is the groom's job or the mom's job or the planner's job. I don't feel it's my job to get that on his jacket correctly or in his pocket correctly. However, Having said that, I have helped with these things when I thought it was necessary. Another obstacle example is trying to cram in 12 hours worth of shooting into a four-hour wedding package because you can't afford the 12-hour package. If you want your wedding day captured from the time you start getting ready all the way through your grand exit, Don't hire your photographer to show up 20 minutes before your ceremony and leave right after you have a fake exit just after dark and then expect amazing connection and amazing images from your photographer. Purchase the wedding package appropriate for the number of hours you need covered. An appropriate amount of time needed to cover your timeline is just as important as developing a proper rapport with your photographer on your wedding day. If the time spent with your photographer is more like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, and less like a slow boat to China, don't expect any real connection in your photos. Another example, let your photographer know who all of your family VIPs are and let them know of any strained relationship or weird family dynamics that you have. As embarrassing or uncomfortable as it may be for you to reveal this to a vendor. This way, 
um, your photographer won't accidentally open up a hornet's nest on your wedding day by asking Uncle Ray to stand next to Aunt Mildred during family formals, only to discover right then and there that the two are having huge family drama over Grandma Ellie's last will and testament. Um, Here's another example. If you plan to do anything that hasn't already been discussed and put on the timeline on the day of your wedding, for example, an impromptu first look or no peak prayer with your partner, please don't just have them marched up to your getting ready suite while you jump in the broom closets and then reach your hand around the corner or the door to grab their hand for the no peak prayer and then immediately jump into this very sentimental, beautiful prayer with them. Let your photographer know that you have changed your mind and let them guide you. Depending on the level of a photojournalistic approach that your photographer takes covering your wedding day, they'll be able to give you some advice as to where this first look should take place. And just to let you know, this was something that I experienced on a wedding day with a couple. I could not interject, I could not interrupt this moment because it was in fact very heartfelt, very beautiful, very emotional. But the bride was in a closet with an ironing board, an iron, and her gown garment bag. It was not the best place for this to be happening. And had she just mentioned it to me 10 minutes before the groom got there, I would have said, well, let's do it here or let's do it there, not in the broom closet. All right, guys, we are about halfway through this episode. If you are loving the tips I'm sharing so far on this episode, please share a screenshot to your Instagram story and tag either Complete Wedding Ed or Add a Girl Photo. And just as a quick reminder, the book with the same name as this podcast is on Amazon and it's Prime eligible. All right, let's get on. Here is another example. Not reading any of the planning guides instructional emails, or answering any of the questionnaires that the photographer sends to you actually sets us up for huge failures. If you ignore our advice and don't provide any useful information to us that we can actually use on your wedding day, it creates a lot of obstacles and pitfalls for us on your wedding day. For example, If I try to save time by educating you about reducing the time it will take to complete your family formals right after your ceremony, but you ignore all of my advice, you don't complete my questionnaire, you don't notify everyone included the day um, in the days before your wedding and right after your ceremony, you don't proceed directly to a a safe staging area after your ceremony and all your guests start congratulating you and hugging you and wanting to take selfies with you. So then we are delayed by 15, 20, 30 minutes to start taking those family formals. You dismiss one side of your family to the reception because you think that's 
the best thing to do so they can go to the bathroom, go get a drink, what have you, then it's going to take a lot longer than the 37 minutes we have allotted for on the timeline. And it's just going to make everything after that delayed. Another example regarding the timeline is not sharing the timeline with your hair and makeup artist. They need to know a lot more than just what time your ceremony starts. This is very common that the only bit of information the hair and makeup artist knows is that your professional starts at, let's say, 445. She has no idea that you and your partner are doing a first look at three, followed by family formals, which we are hoping to complete by 415, thereby reducing the risk of any of your other wedding guests seeing you in your dress before the ceremony. So guess what happens? When I begin to realize that you're not going to be ready for a first look at three, I begin to speak up. The hair and makeup artist starts to hurry. Then your look may or may not be what you wanted. We probably um, are late starting the first look. Guests then see you in your dress. We don't finish all the family formals prior to the ceremony, so we have to conclude them after the ceremony, probably in a much different light. So we have what looks like two different sets of family formal pictures. And now anything we have planned to do after the ceremony, like you enjoying cocktail hour or a couple's creative session, is now on the back burner. Here's another example the timeline, and you refusing to help with the timeline creation at all. The timeline or the plan of your day is really letting me know where I need to be and for how long, in addition to what equipment and off-camera lighting I may need. Without that timeline, I have no idea where I need to be, where my second shooter needs to be, or what tools I'll need. I have no idea when I can safely use the ladies' room or eat without any fear of missing something really important. We're down to the two last and most important obstacles that I face on wedding day. Hiring unqualified vendors. I think some of The most frustrating positions I have been placed in have really been by unqualified vendors, whether it be planners, officiants, videographers, caters, um, venue owners, florists, etc. I know this is a tough day to plan overall, but the simplest way to overcome a lot of these difficult obstacles is to start with a reputable, trustworthy, qualified, experienced planner to begin with. A planner who has been in the industry a long time, who has a proven track record, can help you with a lot of these problems and will actually, in the end, even help to improve the images you receive from your photographer. I promise. And the last obstacle, or actually the last way to overcome um, some of these obstacles is just good, clear communication. Literally, everything you decide for your wedding day 
can impact the photos you receive from your wedding photographer. The dress you choose. If it's a strapless and doesn't fit correctly and you spend more time tugging on it than you actually do wearing it can impact your photos. Your getting ready room. If it happens to be in a basement without any windows, but you hired a quote unquote natural light photographer who doesn't use flash can impact your photos. The church and clergymen that you choose, you know, if they have stay in place roles and don't allow the photographers to move at all during the ceremony, it's going to impact your photos. The shoes that you wear on your wedding date. If you didn't break them in properly and you have blisters on your feet by the time the ceremony is over and you can't dance, but you wanted, all you wanted from your wedding photographer is epic dance floor images, that's going to impact your photos. The amount you decide to drink the of alcohol. If you drink too much and you vomit in your maid of honor's hair and end up passed out by the time the sun sets, that is going to impact your photos. You know, um, some of the groomsmen that are in the wedding party, you knew that they had predatory behavior in college, but you allowed them in your wedding party anyway. And the night of the wedding, they sexually harass, maybe even assault your female wedding photographer so badly that she leaves before you cut the cake. These are true stories. You can Google them on on the internet. That will impact your images. And I could go on with dozens of more examples, but literally every decision you make impacts your wedding images. So keep very open, very honest, very frequent communication with your photographer so that they are aware of what and how to approach your wedding day so that they can sidestep any hurdle, obstacle, challenge, or pitfall that they could possibly encounter on your wedding day. Will there still be obstacles and challenges? Probably. There isn't a way to really eliminate 100% of those challenges, but the more challenges and obstacles you can get rid of, the better your images will be. All right, guys, that is it. That is all for today. The only way this podcast grows is if you share it. Um, I know that I have listeners from all over the world, but I would love to know who you are. I would love for you to share a screenshot of wherever you're listening and put that up on your Instagram stories and tag either Complete Wedding Ed or Add a Girl Photo. If you want to know more about my book, the podcast, or my wedding photography, you can log on to completeweddinged.com or addagirlphoto.com. All the links to all those things are in my show notes. Thank you so much for listening today. I really and truly hope you have an epic day. I will catch you next time. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time and we hope that you learned something to make your wedding photographs better and your wedding day less stressful. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so others just like you can set their wedding photographer up for success. 
Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you again during the next episode.